This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy Dini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Welcome to do not do not scratch your eyes uh, Twitter spaces. I don't know about anybody else, but um, that might have been a good game had it, or if it hadn't felt like we just had our uh, our guts wrenched out again. Interestingly, one of the things that we've said a lot here under the Chris Wilder in, has been his insistence that almost every circumstance to take off his right back. And he did that with, with Ryan Andrews and he brought on, he brought on Wesley Hoot, dropped Cabaselli back in and we decided we were going to kind of try to defend it in terms of having three defenders in the box. The last time I can remember that was about the 96th minute versus Burnley when we brought on Cabaselli <laughs> to do the same. Today, today I have to say fair play to Cabba. He got, he got the goal he scored from a corner. We scored two goals from a corner. Who knew that putting the ball into the box was going to be a good thing? Rich, Rich, enough of me wobbling away. Everybody, guys, if you want to have your say, do come on and let us know. But Rich, sir, what are your thoughts today? There's so much to talk about. Yeah, water, water is wet, as somebody once said. And uh, as John Marks had great pleasure in telling anybody that was listening on Hive, uh, just as we scored the second goal, he had great pleasure in telling us all how that we would throw it away and and bring it back to two all by telling us exactly that we did it at Coventry, that we did it at Reading. And he was, of course, spot on. John watches it like we all do. My overriding feeling, you know, I don't, do I care today? No. I feel for the away fans today again. They deserve better. They've travelled. Absolutely. Five o'clock this morning or whatever. They've seen their team score a couple of goals. And okay, it was a better performance. I'm not going to sit here and slate them. I'm past caring on that mm-hmm. respect. We know what we know what we are. And I'm going to pick out a few bright spots. I mean, and and you've just alluded to it. What on earth he's doing taking Ryan Andrews off yet again? I mean, you know, Wilder, thank you for, for speaking out. But honestly, your record as a manager is horrific. He's make, making Roy Hodgson look good. I mean, you know, my God, you know, he's been terrible as a manager. And it's really sad because, uh, you know, when you speak like he spoke with passion, you thought, well, if he could, 
direct that onto the football pitch and get his team being as passionate as he is vocally, then we might have something. But it obviously wasn't the case. He's still got the usual star falling all over the place. Um, but back to Ryan Andrews, brilliant performance yet again. And if that isn't a, you know, a message to bring in a few of these lads and give them a bloody go, then I don't know what is because the lad is what's he eighteen? Yep. I mean, he don't look he don't look out of place at all. And I look at Ryan Porteous, and he's you know he hopefully he's going to help us build our defence. And he he's got a lot of time for him. You can see it. You know, the rest of them put in a six or seven out of ten, apart from Saar, who was, I thought, dreadful again and went missing. We are what we are. So it's done. The season's finished. Watford fans, as you're getting on the coach in Sunderland and all the fans listening on here and that may listen over the next few days, next Monday is our last home game of the season. You've now seen J.L. Pedro, Pedro leave the football club, where he ends up. I think is pretty obvious, although it ain't quite cut and dried from what I understand. There's a few others in the pipeline, but I think it's done. Whatever, he's finished with Watford. So you're a Watford fan today. You're Because of the total and utter mismanagement of this football club for nigh on four and a half, five years now, you're going to see a player that you all loved disappear to a club probably mm. that three or four years ago was on a par with us. Arguably, we were a bit ahead of him. In fact, you know, when Vidra put tucked in the one at, uh, at that's the, the moment uh, Amex to, to send us up to the Premiership practically. Well, it, what it was that day, Brighton were languishing and going nowhere. They now a million miles away from us. So, Watford fans, it's up to us now. You know, it's time to reclaim our football club. You know, you need to be loud and loud and heard next Monday and send them off with a flea in their ear, thinking, don't even think about coming back in August and and delivering this sort of crap again. This season has been an absolute disgrace. And anybody that has confined anything to be pro-Pozzo, pro-Duxbury, then I'm sorry you need your heads examining. It's time to stand up, be heard, and say we are not putting up with this crap any longer. And um, it's not about today. There was a, you know, they had a little bit of a go, but, it, you know, that's far, far too late. You know, if anything, I feel a bit for Sunderland today because 45,000 fans were there today willing them to, to get into the playoffs and, and they've blown it themselves and they weren't very good and so be it. But, and as I say, I'm, I feel sorry for the hour away supporters again, dished out nonsense again. You know, I mean, you've got, You've got Shaldbury and Camberselli diving out, you know, to the same man to try and block him, leaving the bloke on the left-hand side to come in and cur- on the right-hand side to come in and curl it. And Pat Backman actually watches it and pulls his arm away as it hits the back of the net, thinking it's going mm. over. I mean, you could not make it up. We need a new goalkeeper. We need some young blood into the team. We need to build around Porteous Andrews. You know, um, maybe a Spriller, although he was terrible today. I don't know what's the matter with him, but uh, hopefully he'll do a Pedro and, and beef up a bit during the summer. I don't know. But again, just finally, remember, you're not going to see Jao Pedro ever play for Watford again. And he could have done if we'd have got back to the Premiership and it, and, and they'd have managed him properly. Um, what they've turned Saar into is a jellyfish and it's a disgrace. And I wish Manga and Costa well, but I think they've been handed the poison chalice. And if they can't turn this around this summer, we're only heading one way and it's not up. You know, Division One is is looming. And um, so over to you guys. I'll be I'll be there. I'll be as I'll join in as loud as I possibly can. We need to let Pozzo and Duxby know this is not acceptable. 
And um, yeah, there we go. No, I can't, you know, don't know what there to There you go. Say, there really. you go. Rich, articulate as always. Love what he says. Obviously, I as well stopped, you know, kind of looked up, went, really? When he said he's making Roy Hodgson look good. Obviously, those words weren't ones we were expecting, but you get, you no. get his point. Because, you know, look at Palace, look at Palace. There we go, there we go. I mean, I did think, as I said, and it's not wise after the event, but the, the one thing you think about is we looked, even though, okay, Luke O'Neill had got the goal, it come from another set piece, albeit the fact that it, it was about phase 17 of that set piece that we weren't <laughs> able to clear from, seemingly. You know, but fair play to Luke O'Neill, he's, he's put the ball away. Making those changes and making the change of shape, you, t- you tell me if, I, if I'm wrong here, because before the game, I was looking at the, the team thinking, well, why why talk about bringing the youngsters in if you're not going to bring them in? Put them on the bench. Give them the experience of the whole match day. Even if you don't play them, that is different from being, you know, there, don't get me wrong, there is value to somebody who's never done it before, traveling and being with the team and getting around and understanding the people who are going to be there, if they're going to be there this time next year. But the opportunity to actually go out and step out in front of 45,000 people, we would have found something out of about those players and they would have found something out about themselves. So I was disappointed with that. But I was even more disappointed with the change when you are defending at the last minutes to decide we're going to bring Hoot on because they had, they Sunderland moved the ball really nicely, played, you know, really kind of nice tippy-tappy football. The one thing they don't do, especially without Ross Stewart, is hoy the ball into the box. So so having yeah. kind of three bodies there to try to do something just seemed, just seemed to me odd. So I was shouting at my television, I'm sure I wasn't the only one, but we will see, we will see, we will see. One, one final thing, yep, Pete, sure. if I may. Um, well done to you guys in and whoever's in, in putting the uh, the survey together. And Watford fans, if you're listening, it's your opportunity to get your questions in. There's six questions there. It's it's bloody easy to do. Get on, do it, and let's get the right questions. If we are fortunate and Pozzo has the balls to actually turn up in a meeting uh, with that tweet, <laughs> that you, you, you've got you've got the right questions put in front of them. Whoever delivers them. It's your opportunity now. Don't sit back and say, well, it's only them and it's only them, whatever. It's your opportunity. Rich, well done to you guys putting that hard work together. No, well, we, absolutely. Rich is now not only officially the do not scratch your eyes head of half, halves and fractions, he's also now the head of segways because I wanted to just mention that. Rich, thank you, sir. Always setting me up beautifully. Cheers, mate. Lovely stuff. So, you will have hopefully have seen it on the on the on the various um, uh, Twitter sites and social media sites from ourselves. You'll have seen it from the Rookery. You'll see a number of people who will have also kind of retweeted it. You'll see it from the from the Supporters Trust. You'll see it hopefully from Voices of the Vic. I think they've retweeted it, etc. If you can, if you see it, if you could just retweet it, just so that any Watford fans that you know who don't follow us, I mean obviously strange crazy people for not following us you know we do a fine brand in sarcasm um on twitter but just so that they know and if you do know anybody who isn't really computer literate or tech savvy or whatever you want to call it can you give somebody a hand to just get their questions in what we are asking for basically there are six opportunities for you to put forward a question in various categories you know it's about the finance you might not have anything to say about the finance don't bother putting anything in if you don't if you do ask it in that section you know there's about the the management and the changes and the player recruitment and the overall management strategy and then the the last one is in any other business so if you've got anything else that you want to put in that just doesn't fit into one of those categories put it into that last one and we want to get all of your questions in i appreciate and there have been a couple of people you know on social media who are looking at it and going oh well he, you know he won't turn up there's, there's, there's be cards on the table 
it, you know, we had we had you know, Bassini previously, and he chose not to turn up on the day. There's always that as a possibility. But this whole thing is about Parlacci Gino. It is about getting to talk to the man who hasn't spoken to us for a decade. You know, those guys in the club who who sent out that original, you know, kind of borderline invitation to bring us in to do it. They've told us he's there to do it, so we're trying to get the you know absolutely as and where we can. Now, I uh, last time we were on here, I spoke to Alan Lathwell, who wanted to know when the date was. We have gone back to the club, and the date is not going to be announced until after the the end of the season. Apparently, personally, uh, there's been no commitment that they would do that. They're not breaking any any promise by doing it personally because i said i would make a commitment to try to get that out this week i apologize because i hoped it was something we were going to get and we haven't so take my apologies for that guys the moment we know what that date is and the con you know confirmation of the venue which we believe at the moment will be vicarage road and we be- you know we are we are pushing for the first week in july ideally but the moment we can get that confirmed obviously we will be articulating to you guys how you can then get into the ballot to attend it etc and it'll be through the same sort of mechanism that you're going to be submitting questions okay guys so you know hopefully that's uh, that gives you something to uh, to to keep on the lookout for and something in, in terms of an idea of dates but my apologies that i can't confirm what date it is ideally anyway enough of that let's get back to let's get back to football-y type things and uh, and see where we are in terms of wendover horn and his uh, his his saturday night uh, cuisine greg are we still on a diet Yes and no. Ooh, yes and no. That sounds... Well, it's, it's a bank holiday weekend, isn't it? Oh, hollow calories. Hollow calories on a bank holiday weekend. Yeah, yeah, they, they don't count on a bank holiday weekend. Any Anybody who's seen me will know I have had many, many bank holiday weekends on that basis. There you go. Go on, Greg. What, what did you make it today, this week, everything else? Oh, just sums our season up today, doesn't it? Sums are... I put in our private chat, Pete, didn't I? It's going to happen. It's going to, as soon as the first one went in, knew it was going to happen. Um, just, just, yeah, just, isn't it? Just, just, it's this. It's, this team have got no backbone. They've got, they've got no heart. That keeper's got to go, Pete. That keeper has got to go. Okay, shot stopper, but that is all that is all he has got. He's got to go. Thankfully, he's a little bit rated outside of Vicarage Road, and we might get two or three million for him, but get him out of the club. Um yeah, it's just one of them, and it you know, I do have to think when that seven minutes um extra time went injury time went up. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we were given a bit of shithousery and time-wasting, but we've had that done against us all season, and we've had three and fours come up, haven't we? Seven, not so sure. Not so sure where they got seven from. Yeah, we got what we deserved, didn't we? Really got deeper and deeper and deeper. I agree with you, didn't get the substitution and bring in Hooton. And I find Davis frustrating. He does so many things well. But other things so badly, doesn't he? I mean, with with, with Davis, you know, and I, I appreciate you know people can throw brickbats at me. If he did everything well, he wouldn't be at Watford. To be quite frank, yeah, he's, al- yeah, he's always going to have a shortage in that regard. We know that he's not 
He's never quite got properly fit ever, while certainly not while whilst playing for us. There, there, there's a certain element, and I've called out Wilder. There's also a certain element on the pitch, which is you know you you have to say to you know Kamara and to, to Semmer, somebody's got to get out there because leaving somebody like Patrick Roberts there in that in those acres yeah. of space. But you also have to say we had done so well until then, but that is yet another two nil lead that because of oh crikey I don't know what you know a, a lack of character or just you know a, a sense of inevitability that you almost revert to the mean you can almost just see it happening again um, you know. but Batman's got to do better Pete isn't he Batman's got to do better well I think I think it was interesting after you know if you look at the the Hamer uh, first goal conceded uh, against Coventry because it was a sort of it, it wasn't quite as inevitable as that there was resistance placed you know but we're, again a 2-0 lead and then a goal goes in. But the people's responses to Hamer was actually not blaming him or not concentrating on the goal that was un- undeniably at his door, but actually saying how well he commanded the box, how well he came and claimed it, how much pressure he took yeah. off. Uh, today, it wasn't really, you know, they weren't hoying the ball into the box because they're, 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 they're shorter. They play, a, they play a really nice brand of football, or at least they try to. Um, and I thought it was going to be yeah. one of those days where uh, where Jack Clark on the, on the left and uh, Patrick Roberts on the right would be frustrated. But I just don't understand why if you've done that the whole game, you decide to change it. Don't get me wrong. I understand the theory. We try, we're going to try and take what we've got. But how many times have you seen taking somebody off in a, in a more advanced position and bringing on another defender? What does that do? That just brings them on to you even more. And you know what's going to happen in a stadium like, like Sunderland. It's about you're, you're going to surrender an opportunity. It's one of those things. It's one of those things. Does it really mean anything to us in the in the in the? But, yeah, it don't mean a lot, does it? Doesn't mean but a lot. I, t- I, t- and we've got a- I tell you what, who I tell you, it does mean a lot too. Those fine people who've got up, and got on coaches, and have and have got a six-hour yeah. drive to come back to, or probably even more than that. Normally, oh. um, you know, Pete, makes a- Pete, mate, many, many that I many that I know ain't coming home tonight. They, they, they've all got nights out in Newcastle. Good, good on them. And, and good, and, and good luck to them. One thing I want to talk about is uh, Jao Pedro. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I am not as upset as other people are. The boy was always going to leave us. Maybe we could have had him for one more season if we'd have done better this season. However, the fee allows us to start trading early, does it not? It allows us to look at the squad, look at the budgets and make wholesale changes. I think... Use a proportion of the set of, of, of the fee for reinvestment, a, a, a portion of it fiscally for, for, for the finances, and, and away we go. We've got to look at that squad, go through it one by one, and, and rotate, rotate as many names as we can. I, as you know, I've had a good look at the uh, at the Bosman listing of of UK mm-hmm. There are some there are, there are, there are, there are some good ones out there, Pete. There are some good ones out there. People are telling me you can't make an eighty percent squad rotate. I think you can. I think you can. But now we can start work early. We can start work, and it would indicate to me, Pete, the fact that they've done the deal so early that they've got a decent fee. Well, the suggestion that that we've seen mentioned is that it's thirty thirty million. If it if, if it if it begins with a three, 
then then okay, fair enough. I think it will be interesting to see whether or not there is a, a you know an attractive sell on clause because you know Brighton, as we all know, have had a fabulous season. They're playing some beautiful football and and they're trying to push for for Europe, if not Champions League. But if we'd actually dealt with this lad properly and put a team around him rather than, and I, I, I put something out earlier on saying the problem isn't, in many ways, isn't the starlets. It's the fact that you haven't put a, a team around them that's let them reach Correct. their potential. Him going to Brighton, you could see him next season slash the season after kind of going the way of kind of somebody like a Matoma and kind of really lighting up the place and then a Champions League team coming in for him yeah. or him helping Brighton push forward and, and become a European qualifying team, you know, whichever it's not Brighton's fault. It's not Pedro's fault. There's obviously frustration when we lose teams, but everybody is a selling club bar. Very, very few. Of course, so of course we know that. I think the timing is, I think the reason the timing is disappointing is because it, we're coming to the end of a very disappointing season and to suddenly have your, you know, the, the, the jewel in your crown, so to speak, suddenly taken away, in the last two games just feels just feels not nice however i mean i was looking at watford analytics earlier on who's uh, jordan from the buzz podcast and he said well it, you know with 30 million if it is 30 million of course you're not going to let him play because you're not going to put that 30 million at risk when our turnover next season will be in and around that 57 million if we are well it'll be less than that because we'll have even if we do manage to bring in some uh, um, some parachute money it's going to be significantly less than that so 30 million is suddenly you know maybe maybe what seven eight months worth of your turnover yeah. suddenly for that year it's it so it, you can understand the rationale it's just a bit disappointing i, I certainly good, hope yeah. he is at stoke even if he's not even if he's not on the bench, I hope he's at Stoke because I, he deserves a he deserves a a, a proper send off. I think. Of course, the, of course, the boy does. I, I think it's going to be a bit more than thirty. I think it's going to be north of thirty plus add-ons. That that that's what I hope, and that will give us a fighting chance plus the star money plus what you can get plus what you can get for Backman. And uh, let, let, let's do some trading and some dealing. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I also hope it is, uh, because he's going to Brighton, I agree. I think for the reasons I mentioned earlier on, that's why the sell-on fee or the sell-on clause, et cetera, is pivotal. The, un- the, only other thing, the only other thing about doing it early is if you go back to effectively this time last year, very, very early on in the, in the transfer window, we saw Cucho Hernandez be sold and everybody went what who why how how's he going we didn't know that was happening and and, the accounts early exactly so there is there there is going to be part of it exactly what you're talking about in terms of you know the the fiscal uh, view of suddenly um and it'll be interesting to see on what basis the, the the payments are staged and all of these sort of things but even if they are staged payments we know what Watford do with these things they go to Macquarie and say right okay we'll have this factoring which is payday loan to you and me so we will see what they do we will see what they do um obviously if if it's a diet but not a diet what is this evening yeah we're going to this this evening's cuisine mrs wendover makes a mean lasagna (laughs) so uh we're having lasagna this evening because i'm taking my mother out tomorrow who is it's her birthday she's 83 years of age mrs wendover senior Mrs. Wendover Senior, yeah. The Wendover clan knows no yeah. end. Yeah, no end. 
and I'm taking my mum. Uh, we're going to uh, Atto Coaches place in Old Amersham called Hawkins, uh, which is um, an um, upmarket Indian, and uh, they do a special uh, lunchtime menu. And I'm, I'm taking my my mum in there for uh, her 83rd birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Mrs. Wendover Senior! Well done. Excellent stuff. Well, there you go, everybody, all you avid Wendover food watchers. That's great stuff. Thank you, Greg. Yeah, well, see you, lads. Give Mrs. Wendover Senior happy birthday from everybody at Do Not Scratch Your Eyes, obviously. That's, that's always vital. That's always vital. Justin, sir. Justin. Hello. So, so how's your, how's your mood after after we surrender another 2-0 lead then? Um, he, says, he says ducking. Well, uh, to be honest with you, Peter, it's one of those games that doesn't mean anything, really. I fe- actually, no, I felt a bit sorry for Sunderland. I really did feel sorry for Sunderland. I think... Um, mm-hmm. Rich WFC said that as well. Something that Rio Wolf has has put out a minute ago, which is quite interesting. I haven't checked this as being facts, but it's it's interesting. Twenty three points dropped from winning positions this season. Ten since Huddersfield at home. That wasn't that long ago. Huddersfield at home was it? I've just I've just had a look. He said it. He said so. Three um, Reading two all. Of course, we were two up against there. We were two up against Coventry two all. We were two up today. Am I forgetting any? Yeah, no, no, no. It's, uh, That's a lot of points. Ouch. That would have seen us up into the uh, quite comfortably into the into the playoffs if we'd not done that. Yeah, it was one of those games. On on Pedro, I don't know about having him for an extra season if we'd have gone up. I think we've had him for an extra season. You and I were talking on loaded mate oh, last agreed. year. Agreed. <laughs> Thinking he'd gone to Newcastle. Um so you know, we did actually get, I think, an extra an extra season out of him. Uh, there needs to be a massive clear out this year. A big, big clear out. Um there's there's players there that just aren't interested, as we've said all season. Well, I don't know. It's it's going to be an interesting window coming up, I think. I think we're going to be seeing some players coming in from lower divisions and things rather than from far away on, on big scouting missions and stuff. I think we're going to be looking a bit closer to home. It's going to be interesting to see. That season was crap. That whole season was rubbish that we've just sat through. I, I can't remember any other seasons in... 20 years maybe that I've enjoyed less than this season last season I thought was bad but we kind of knew we were up against it last season being in the Premier League and we really haven't done ourselves any favours this year at all and if we're not careful as Rich WFC said we will be looking at League One next season if we do not pull our finger out so Mm. there you go this is from the cheery disposition that actually predicted we were going to lose today 3-0 this though. is true so, well this is true this is true would you have seen us going 2-0 up in this game at any point before kickoff? because I wouldn't if if we'd have been up against any other team other than Sunderland who are you know who other than Ross Stewart have nobody in attack with any height or physique um, and for, you know, fortunately for us today he has been injured for the last Crikey, what three months? Then I, I think they would have been killing Jack Clark for putting every single corner into what is traditionally known as the you know any other day into the loser position of hitting the front man. The irony that when the opposition have finally done that today, we suddenly found two players in the middle of the box to be actually able to put it away. It will be interesting to look back at the numerous takers. It's wrong for me to put it at loser's door alone. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how many set pieces we have put in and been cleared by the front man, just putting it into the mixer and and at least just taking the percentage of chances that you have there, especially with somebody like, uh, with with, with, like Ryan Porteous who did it against Reading, who did it to, you know, uh, today, 
he's you know he, he's he's determined and he's going to be there hopefully next you know he's going to be there this this time next season obviously we we are presuming um you know and, and in fairness and in fairness and cool blimey do we do yeah, does everybody do we give him do give him grief Cabaselli got there as well was the header going off was it a bit of mr 50p head yeah a little bit but sod it he was there he got his head on it and it went in the absolutely corner. we'll have yeah, that no. So I, I I think today I don't think today it was a lack of effort or anything like that. I just think it felt like the weight of inevitability kind of almost coming on, and we didn't we weren't able to break out. And in the end, we'd taken off a Spreer who wasn't having a good game. We'd taken off Saar, so it was literally left to one player to hold to hold the the, the ball if we if we got there and and held it. And of course, by that point, who's going to break out and support him? Loser. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't think Hamza Chowdhury is going to be doing that no. at all. So we kind of surrendered possession of the ball. And it took a, you know, you have to also put your hands up to Patrick Roberts and go, what a great finish oh, yeah. in the in, in the final knockings, to put it to put it yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. It's one of them. Before I go, before it's one I, go of them. I can see that Peter Ryan is listening. I, I bumped into him in Morrison's car park yesterday afternoon. He had a great analogy, which was based Ooh. on uh, musicians about um, our team this season. If you're going to speak, Peter, uh, Peter Ryan, do that because you, you actually uh, nailed it for me with your analogy. So if he's going to come on and say that, I think you'll find it's a re- you'll you'll appreciate it as well as a musician, Peter. You'll think it's superb if he comes on. I look I look forward to seeing this. It may be in five word form or long form. We never know with Peter because he is indeed, as we know, going toe to toe with Natasha at the head of my imaginary in my head alone league of these things. So there we go. There we go. Hi, this is Tommy Smith. You're listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eye podcast. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Let's go to Jack over over in, uh, is he in Virginia? I imagine he's in Virginia today. Jack, sir, hit your, uh, hit your mic button and, uh, and let us know how things are. Well, the injury crisis has uh, spread to the fans. I'm uh, sitting here soaking my sprained ankle in hot water. Oh, um, how have you done it? Uh, I don't really know. I just rolled out of bed one day and my feet hit the floor and my right foot really hurt. Uh, <laughs> this is this is excellent news. I've fallen, I've fallen out of a loft before and my brother's been run over by a glider, but neither of us, neither of us have ever been injured just, just in bed. Well... Not, not in that sense, anyway. <laughs> so, and so, and so, uh, my, my father is there in the background laughing at my expense. Um, good man. Yes. First of all, just to, to uh, Rich WFC, I think um, comparing Sar to a jellyfish is a bit unfair to the jellyfish, wouldn't you think? Jellyfish can at least sting. <laughs> some sort of threat that they pose. But yeah, I mean, going into this game, I, I wasn't even you know sure if I wanted to watch. I bought my you know match pass... 15 minutes before before game time and even then i was like just just get it over with we're done at at the end of the game sunderland was actually one of the teams that i 
wanted to see get promoted. So I was kind of in my kind of in a, a cartoon villain mode, thinking, you know, <laughs> do it, Sunderland, finish us off. <laughs> you were in charitable mode. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's good. Yeah, and the of co- of course, as as others have said, this this game couldn't have finished any other way. Uh, it just epitomizes the season, and all you can really do is chuckle. Yeah, no, I think you have to you have to look at it and just say, yeah, you know that 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 dawning sense of inevitability was uh, yeah. was you know you just go, oh, we weren't wrong then. It really has been like that. It really yeah. has been like that. And and or I mean, of course, we we do have to kind of have that sliding doors moment whereby if they hadn't have got back into it, we would have actually been looking at it and thinking, well. Now we do it. Now we turn up. Now exactly. we defend centre-pieces. So there was no winning in, in a way. That's exactly what I was thinking for the first half when we thought things were secure, was of course now they turn up when, you know, the lights are brightest. You know, on that note, I was kind of peeved at John Marks at the beginning of the game where he was saying something along the lines of, now that they're, you know... Now that they're in the Stadium of Light in front of 45,000 fans on a big stage, maybe now they'll turn up. And I just thought to myself, you have Vicarage Road. It is a beautiful stadium in its own right with a bunch of passionate fans. What prevented you from doing from showing up in front of those fans all season? So this is true. This is true. But, but but we do know we do know that the the quality atmosphere and the quality of the stadium doesn't mean anything. And a big hello to we are no. in town. There you go. Had to get that one in. Had to get that one in. Yeah. Had to have a had to have a shot. They didn't even play today. So uh, oh, oh, well, yeah. No, it's 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 all it's all after the Lord Mayor show. But even though it was, yeah. we still can't we still can't pull it off. And there's that's that's always gutting. That's always gutting. It has, however, been. I have to say this. It has, however, been. Uh, thank you, Jack. Oh, wonderful as always. It has, however, been quite a good forty-eight hours for Watford, and I do use that number because anybody who who watched the uh, the, the the girls' cup final, the women's uh, cup final. Uh, last Sunday, um, I was up there with uh, with several hundred hardy souls as well uh, to support a Burton Albion. In in the end, we lost um, in the last uh, in the last few minutes in uh, in extra time to uh, to a, to a very good Nottingham Forest side uh, in, in the ladies' game. But last Thursday night at the Vic, they were they had the top of the table clash against Oxford United, and basically we needed to win in order to give ourselves any chance of being able to win the league. One nil down at, at half time. Uh, the, the the manager made a change, was really brave, and the players came out and actually, you know, really, really did it and 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 won two two one in the end. And it was great scenes. It was lovely to see the women's team kind of have the have the character to come from being one behind after a Sunday where they could have been feeling a bit sorry for themselves and instead really turn in a second half performance uh, better than better than the anything that they'd shown on Sunday and anything that they'd shown in the first half. And Oxford were a good team, so fair play to them. In addition, the under-16s girls today had their county cup final um, and they... They basically have won that following on from the under 18s who back in March won there. So, you know, the girls' side of the uh, girls' side of the the, the the club, it's coming along nicely. It's coming along nicely indeed. Right. I'm going to add in talking to the girls. I'm gonna to go to Ellie. Ellie. Look at that, Ellie, if you hit your mic button. There we go. We're not only covering the women's game, we're also covering the women's youth. Just on your behalf, what can I say? Well done. I'm so proud of the girls, and I think the boys need to take note, if I'm being completely honest. I, I, why am I not surprised you would say that? 
Oh, why am I not surprised? I'm never honest. mind, never mind. I'm brutally honest when it comes to these things. You, brutal, brutal, absolutely, also, always. That's what that's what we I like. I can't wait for you and Wendover to do the um, transfer stuff. He told me about uh, all the tweets. I was like, I'm so excited for this because it's so good to have like you guys give obviously your opinions and stuff. And I just find this podcast has been the best all season. Like it hands down is the best podcast out of all the what. Hang on, hang on. Are you Mrs. Wendover Senior? Is that's what's no, going on? Here? I'm only. Oh, <laughs> But I must say, in relation to today, did Cabba get serviced by his missus last night or did he have a hard-on? I can't believe he found the back of the net. <laughs> I was, like, doing my Audi shop, which was absolutely torturous, and I was like, Jesus, Lord, the man has scored. What is wrong? Yeah. And I no. quickly got on the phone to mother and she goes, Jesus, she said, I've never seen anything so weird in all my life. She couldn't believe it. Uh, so that was Well, bad. as as many as many people have said, and they aren't in Florida, as many people have said, Oh, right, it's a contract extension <laughs> up um for, for it. Is he playing for that? No, fair play. Cabra had a Cabra had an okay yeah, game. Really- he had an okay game. I mean, obviously it all went a bit wobbly at the end, and you you might turn around and say, I want the captain to do that, but at the end of the day, it's got to come down to all of the individual yeah. players. Let's go to let's go to Mike Duffy of Voices from the Vic. Mike, hit your hit your mic button. How you doing, sir? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm I'm very well now. How's the season go with Alton Rovers? Uh, Alton Ravens, even. I'll get it right in a minute. And uh, what, were, what were your thoughts about today's uh, two-all draw in the end? Yeah, um, it, it, it's it's frustrating, isn't it? I uh, I said to the missus, uh, she's, she was working today and she come back in and I said to her, I said, look, Watford are winning. Um, she's she's yet to see a Watford win yet, so it's uh, it's been quite painful. She said to me once not long ago. She goes, "Have Watford even won? Like in in the time that we've been together?" Like and, ever. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it, it's frustrating. Like even at two 0 up, you you sort of in the back of your mind, you're thinking it's going to happen, any you know. Um, and for, for good parts, for good spells of the game, I thought we were all right. I, I thought, considering all things considered, we we were playing all right. But it's it's the same old story with us. We we have all these chances, but we don't take them. You know, I I, I could have counted three or four chances that mm. if we had that clinical player, um, aka Shao Pedro, probably, then they would have got in. Um, and and it's frustrating. And I, I wanted to pick up on something Justin said not long ago about the recruitment. He, yeah, far away. He said that he can see us going for players from lower leagues. Now, I was having this exact same conversation with uh, with Ben, and my worry is that with Manga and Costa and their team that they've got, I'm sure they will do a brilliant job as they did at Frankfurt, but they're not exactly going to know the English leagues. My worry is they're going to try and stay down the route, which we have done the last few seasons of go abroad, try and pick a few gems and then try and fit them into a championship. Now, as we bloody well know, it doesn't work like that. I think, we're, we've we've missed a we've missed a signing like you you look back on the season we went up under Yukanovic and I, I might get slated here but Ben Watson was yeah a no. brilliant signing and he was he was a cherry on the cake that season Matthew Connolly Sebastian Bazong you know players that know the league and 
I don't mind if the Pazos want to dip into the South American market, then be my guest. You know, Richarlison, I think he's a twat, but he, he's, he's, he's obviously a good footballer. You know, we've well, well, well done, Mike. Well done, Mike. We we have heard from Richarlison. He speaks very highly of you as well, but we like that very much. Um, you know, he, he, he's obviously a good player. He, he's gone on to play for Brazil in the World Cup. So, you know, hats off to the Pazos for finding him. João Pedro, again. Uh, Espria, you know, there's signs there, although perhaps not on the levels of uh, Pedro or Richarlison yet. Yeah. Um, and then Matthias Martins, the, the verdict is still very much out there. But if they want to dip into the South American market, then all be it. Like, you know, that's fine with me. But make sure we get people in who know the league. One player for me, um, I said in January, I wouldn't have minded if we went for Johnson Clark Harris. Now, that mm-hmm. really split the room because yeah. it, it would seem that, you know, yes, he's a top scorer in League One, but it's almost as if Andre Gray at Brentford, where you have to create a shed load of chances and he might score one or two. Whereas a team like us, we don't perhaps do that every game. You sort of have to feed off scraps a little bit. Um, one player for me, who I know he's coming to the end of his contract in the summer, who I would absolutely snap his hand off, is Ollie McBurney. I yes. mean, I don't for one minute think Chris Wilder's going to stay, but if he did, then, you know, it just makes perfect sense. Ollie McBurney's not going to be your type of player to score you 15, 20 goals a season, but he's a grafter. He knows the league and he will chip in he, more so than Keenan Davies has this season. You know, when Keenan Davies came into this squad, obviously I've got a lot of mates who are Villa fans. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of mates who are Nottingham Forest fans as well. I was under the impression that he wasn't going to be that 15, 20 goal a season striker. He never has been. He was, in fact, going to create opportunities for other players yeah. because of the type of player he was. But he's really disappointed me. And I think we have to make sure that we get the British players in that know the league. Because you look back on previous seasons, as I say, and that's what's worked for us. But for some reason, football's moved on and the Potsos and the scouting network has just stood still. And that's what's killed us, ultimately. Well, well, Mr. Peter Fincham is listening to this. I'm not going to ask him to come on, but I will recite back to you exactly what he said um, the other week when, uh, or the other, this time last year, really, when we just lost 2-1 to uh, to Burnley. And he turned around and he said, don't talk to me about the Potso network, because you know what? Everybody has got computers. Everybody now has access to kind of databases and the like. And the, the phrase, which I still will, I will take this with me. I'll have it written in my, on my grade, uh, on my grave. Uh, we no longer have unfettered access to the Ecuadorian second division, which just summed it up. We, we were able to go into these areas and into these leagues that weren't previously scouted. They are now. There are there are scouting packages that give you the statistical analysis and video, you know, obviously, you get more video for the for the established leagues in well videoed areas, but you can go and get all of this. You know, you only have to look at you know Miles Jacobson and what he does with, uh, you know, Football Manager. There are an awful lot of clubs who use that as the first point of their kind of referencing because they go out to fans all over the world and say, "Or oh, this is what they used to do." I know they probably do it a different way now, but um, they used to go out when it was Championship Manager and contact all of the the fans at non league and say, "Give us reference, you know, give us figures for this, 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 and this, and this." And then they would kind of fine tune it. You know, this data stuff is there. It is available. We do need to find a different way of doing it. Hopefully, hopefully Manga's way of taking something that, yes, 
the data will suggest where they will look, but we're going to go and look with our own eyes. I think too many times people buy buy things on video reels, which surprisingly, when supplied by their agent, as we heard from uh, uh, earlier on, always looks somewhat flattering. Who knew? Who knew? Oh well, there we go. Well, look, um, as as Eddie said, we are going to be doing the thing, looking at looking at various players. Um, so Mike, we'll invite you on to come on and have a chat because yes, absolutely, the gentleman, the first guy you spoke about there, who is. Uh, who, who is the latest off of the, the Peterborough United centre-forward buying kind of, uh, it's like a conveyor belt, which started pretty much with, with Brett Sombolonga. And we all went, you're buying him for how much? And of course, then they sold him on the forest, you know, when, when he was younger and many pounds slimmer. And then, of course, you know, we all know about Ivan Tony, and, and this guy is the latest. I think he's only 28. And as you say, he is setting lights to the, uh, to, 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 to League One. So we'll, we'll bring you on if you're, if you're about, sir, if you're, if you're about, have a chat about some of these players, um, including Ollie McBurney, because I know Wendover Horn has described him as the shit house he would like. You know, I'm sure he was referring to him and not Mrs. Wendover at that point. Mike, Mike, sir, yeah. thank you very much as always, sir. We'll catch you very soon. Yeah, um, thank you. Right, we've got people waiting. Let's get to everybody. Let's get to everybody. Let's get to everybody. Let's get to John Parslow. He's been waiting for a while. Um, bah, 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 bah. Fat fingers. And I'll be coming to Ian. And then we will be going to Uncle. Oh, no, I'll, then I'll have to go to Pete. I just, I just sound checked Pete. And he's now come on and requested. Yes, Uncle, I'll come to you in a bit. John Parslow. Uh, John Parslow, sir, hit the mic button and tell us which part of Chorleywood Common you are currently inhabiting. Uh, I'm, I'm at the bit by the lake, and I think I'm going to have to be here for a bit longer because I don't take a really wet dog home. So uh, so if you, could keep this, if you could keep this going for another hour and a half, Pete, it would be... <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's, well, we, we've got to keep it up for six hours because people have only just got on coaches probably in the uh, sun yeah, area. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Well there we go. to all them today. So, uh, um, yeah, I, I've got a few points as usual, but, um, yeah, just, just first thing, a little bit of sad news and some people might know this person but um today we lo- we lost one of our own um a, a really lovely lady called uh, julia bell who um has been a Watford fan for years and she's uh, just finally lost her long battle with cancer and uh, her daughter's uh, my uh, my daughter's age um yeah so it's quite heartbreaking so i think there'll probably be something happening on on the screen on uh, saturday so a uh, bit of sad news for for anybody who might have known her but uh yeah just ju- just on the game um yeah i'm so i, I just you know i wish we could just get rid of wild Saturday and just cheer me up a little bit because um, I mean they won't but I mean I, you guys have said the same observations but um, yeah it was my comment before as well that he's heading towards Hodgson territory and and I mean the main thing is uh, was it Rio's stat about how many points and and you can just that was the thing again today I was watching it with my dad who went all out Garnet so um, might have to introduce him to Ellie's mum but um <laughs> He, uh... <laughs> Sorry, go on. Ellie's Ellie's mum gets a really bad rap. Bearing in mind, she's never come on this nonsense before. It's it's all down to Ellie. It's all your fault. That's yeah, all I'm yeah. On, so, um, but it, it's it's just yeah, it's just again on the on the defensive thing. I mean, I, I'm I'm the same. I I don't understand these coaches who are paid, you know, hundreds of thousands of whatever they're paid, and just go, oh yeah, you know, we have a shape that's worked generally well throughout the game and what we'll do is we'll throw that shape away and invite pressure on and um you know and we'll see what happens and uh, you know I'd love somebody to do the stats on how many times it goes wrong but you, you don't see some of the 
you know, the top managers do that of just, oh, no, I'll throw in another centre back because my my two that kept a clean sheet or whatever for the for the rest of the game of you know uh, you know let's let's just cause a bit of chaos in our own defence because basically you lose somebody from midfield or attack and and you just give them the freedom to whip balls in or or score goals so yeah it's inevitable but um yeah fit it fitting um a little bit um, the other thing, yeah, again, just well done for your questionnaire and the thing for forum. I think for anybody listening, a thing I wanted to say about the forum um, and your mm-hmm. appro- approach on the ballot, just to back something up. So I've been yeah. to the, the type of forum that everybody's like saying, hey, everybody should be able to go in the past, which was like the club forums. I've been to a number of those. And just for everybody to know, it was always done by, you know, an email invite from the club, whatever, you know, and and a ballot to go in. And I, and I, so if anybody feels like that's not the right approach, that's exactly how it was always done before. And, and often, you know, it was three quarters full. So, you know, um, especially in the day. So, so I think it's, it is the fairest way and it's, it's, it's sensible. And uh, just to back you up on that one. No, that's very kind of you. That's very kind. I mean, at the end of the day, not, not everybody will be able to be there unless I have to be there in an official capacity. And I've said this before, then I'm more than happy to not attend. You know, I won't even put myself in for a ballot unless I've got to do something officially as part as part of the group. But if there are other people who are going to do that, I will do what we have to ask 99.899% people recurring. Trust the rest of the supporter base. This is being run and formatted and put together by by supporters hopefully you can see what we've tried to be doing and sorry it's taken so long but we had to start from a standing start from when this thing was announced so we were behind the eight ball already was to make sure that we tried to involve everybody if we possibly could and it didn't matter where you are or how long you've been supporting it's a question of get your questions in on those topics what we will then be doing is basically kind of putting those questions into categories and being able to define and distill the, you know, which are the most important ones and what can we use to be able to make sure that the right questions are put forward. That being said, whoever does, you know, if you put yourself into the ballot, there is one thing I would ask you to do. And that is to make sure that you are confident and you are prepared that you will get engaged on the night because it's not just a question going to Gino and to Scott. Hold on a second. I'm just putting you on on on, on mute there, John, because uh, sounds like you're you're romping yomping across uh, Twitter Common. Sorry, I'll, let me just let me just go back to what I was saying. If anybody is turning up on the night, and if the ballot picks you, one thing I will ask you to do, and don't worry, I'll be rattling this off all the time. It's not just going to be a question is put to Scott and a question is put to Gino, and they respond, and then we all just sit on our hands. It has to become conversational. People have to make sure that we follow it up, and if we don't. You know, if we don't agree that the answer we're being given is 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 comprehensive enough, or it answers the question, or it's it's evasive, we need to come back to them with follow ups. There's no there's no attempt to evade this from them. I'm not suggesting there is, but I'm just going to want to make sure that everybody who's going to go on the day, just if you're going to be there, don't just be a set of ears. You've got a mouth as well. So we we want everybody to make sure that uh, it's as involving and you are representing everybody who isn't there on the day in the same way as everybody who's putting questions forward now is, uh, is hopefully getting a, a, at least an opportunity to, to be involved and everybody will get an opportunity to, uh, to, to, to put their name into the ballot. Sorry, John, off you go, sir. Respond to that. Yeah, No, no, yeah, no, no exactly that. And I, f- I think it's really important that if you do, as you said, anybody who does get that golden ticket, um, they use it wisely and they do turn up because 
you know, as I said, I've been to forums in the past where it was technically sold out and there was only three quarters audience. So, yeah, so so I would say to anybody, you know, I think a few people said about the date, but make sure you're going to do it. You know, do not do not abuse the, you know, if you get the ticket. Um, last week yeah. about Pedro, uh, Pedro. I, mean, I think, yep. I think you guys right. have said it. I think you guys covered it a little bit anyway, but uh, I really hope he's at the game. On Saturday, he can't possibly play. It's like you know, you know, it's impossible because um, it's too much of an asset to you know to, to send him somewhere with only one leg, which could happen. And you know, and I'm pretty sure everybody will give him an absolutely massive reception. You know, it's a real shame that we're losing him. You know, his massive talent. I think he, I think he'd have gone anyway if we'd gone up. If in in all honesty. I don't think they'd have made the same mistake they did with Saar when we went up last time. I think they'd have cashed in. I think they had to. Um, it'll be interesting what we do with the money and how much of that money we spent. I think it's, you know, I, I, I would be really surprised, though, if it's not towards 40 because of it's been done so early. It's almost like if they've come in with an offer to lock you out, to lock anybody else out, if that's what's been done... Um, you know, it's smart from Brighton, but I'm pretty sure we'd have said, yeah, you can have him now for this, or we might, you know, if we, we'll wait a couple of weeks and see if anybody comes in. So I, f- I think it'll be a, a bit higher than we think. And 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 you're right about sell-on, but it could just be add-ons, i.e., you know, a Champions League place or something like that. But um, but I reckon it will be around the 40 mark, to be honest. So mm, we'll see. We'll see. The other question yeah. is, is and or whether or not it's a, a, a large sell-on or a larger sell-on percentage that we might have got because he's going to that, you know, uh, uh, stepping stone, but with ambitions club that is, that is that is Brighton. And we yeah, only no. have to look. You only have to look at Trossard to you know this year to see how they bought him in. You know, uh, Cucciarella, uh, a number of a number of players that they've had that they bought in and moved on, and then they bought in in this case for left back for Cucciarella. Of course, they got Estupinian in. Remember mm. him? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. That's it. No, no, it's interesting, but yeah, but 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 I'll yeah, I wish him well. But he'll, you know, the, the only thing for me, yeah, I, I do hope we got forty, or if it is thirty odds, it includes taking Sar. You know, so um, we've done so. <laughs> so um, I, I, that's, that's a bit unfair. I thought I thought he worked quite hard today, actually, defensively, but he's just ineffectual going up forward. Don't, I, I think you're right. We've completely destroyed him. You know, it's 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 sad. He's got to move on, but I'm not sure he will. I, I I've got a feeling we'll have him next year because. Oh, don't he, say that. Well, <laughs> from his point of view, he's out of contract the following year, right? So. I, I think. I- I think what you would see at the at the bare minimum is a couple of the teams going up would go, you know, the, always a manager and a coach will always think I can get a tune out of him, and if he, if I put him in in my team rather than dysfunctional team, then he'll he'll get. I think we'll I think we'll get something for him, whether or not it'll be very much with a year left on his contract. But I, yeah, I, I don't know. We we shall see. We shall see. Thank you very much, sir, Take and, and can condolences to uh, uh, to you for the for the loss of Julia and obviously condolences to to Julia's family and anybody who who knows her obviously thank you, thank you obviously Peter. you know heart heartfelt in terms of that It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.